Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite podcast. I repeat, your favorite podcast. Get a bucket. I'm your host, Trey. Per usual, you know. Thank y'all. I appreciate the love I'm getting. I really do. Let me give yourselves a round of applause. Go ahead. I, I'm gonna help out too. Like, I really do appreciate. It. I really do appreciate the love and support, everybody that I've been getting thus far. Um, it's been a wonderful week. College basketball started back up on the fifth. Yes, indeedy. First game. You already know what time it was. Matter of fact, since college basketball started back up, we're gonna change the format up a little bit just for today. We're gonna do halves, baby, because you know in college basketball we got first and second half, not quarters. Um, well, I guess in women's college basketball they do. We're going to stick with the men's basketball. We're going to stick with men's basketball. And, uh, of course, we're going to go down the list here. Like I said, we started that bad boy off with uh, Duke and Kansas. You know, my Blue Devils, we won. <laughs> and uh, we got a little saucy out there. I can't even hold you. We were looking quite, quite, quite okay. Actually, I'm not even going to hold you. I was talking to my cousin, and, like, we were kind of going over the game. And, I mean, let, let, let's actually, let's go down Kansas real quick because Kansas is usually, like, a pretty – pretty well coached team you know uh they got some shit here and there going on for them but they got their boy Dotson Dotson's a quality player for him you know um sophomore averaging about 19 and I think no I'm saying yeah yeah averaging like 19 um five rebounds and like three or four assists if I'm not mistaken and like that's really their go-to player, right? That, like that, that, that's their pride and joy. Um, like I said, they're a veteran team usually, and well coached. They just got sloppy. Like they had like twenty-eight turnovers. I repeat, twenty-eight turnovers in the game. Now, to their credit, they did play a feisty Duke team, ranked number four. But you know, Kansas is no slouch. They were ranked number three, and really. The only player to really note was, I mean, Dotson. Like, the game was close. It was nice and tight. But um, at the end of the day, Blue Devils pulled it out. Got to give a shout-out to Trey Jones. He did his thing. Uh, Cassius Stanley. Now, Cassius is probably going to have to be our best player. He's our best athlete. Um, he can shoot three a little bit. And, matter of fact, I mean, he doesn't shoot it too much. But, you know, he's averaging 50%. So, we can hopefully that is probably going to dip. When I say probably, it is going to dip. But he has to be our best player. Um, Trey Jones is going to be our best defender going forward, of course, on the perimeter and in the nation as well. But I don't know if he's going to be able to carry the team the way we need him to. So we're going to need more scoring production. Stanley has to be that scoring option. Also, Vernon Carey. All these players except for Trey Jones, mind you, are freshmen. And Vernon Carey is the best recruit that we had coming out of high school. Um... He's averaging 11 points. He's a big man who can stretch the floor out a little bit. Same as Matthew Hurt. Matthew Hurt's like 6'8", 6'9". They can both stretch the floor out. I need Kerry to be that interior presence that we need. That rim rattler that I don't... You don't have to replicate Zion on the defensive end, but... Give me something. Like, give me like 60, 70% Zion. You know what I'm saying? Like, on the blocks. On the blocks. Like, we need you to be that big man, that anchor. We have some helpful players like Jack White who hustled. Javin Delorier. My cousin hates him, but that's my man, Hunter Grant. And, like, we have players, right? We just need them to be a little more productive. Okay? 
Like, I think Carey has the potential to be that defensive anchor that we need. I mean, hell, he's averaging two blocks and a steal a game. So if we can keep this consistency up, we're going to play through our defense, and we need to get in transition, and I need Trey to be able to show that he can orchestrate an offense in the half court properly. After, If we can do that, my Blue Devil's looking hella nice. If not, eh, it's looking a little mediocre. Two other teams that popped up that night, though. We're going to talk about Michigan State and Kentucky. Now, normally you don't have Kansas and Duke kind of being like the preliminary battle game, right? Like, you don't usually have that. But in this time, you did because you have the number one and the number two team ranked teams in the country playing against one another. Oh, against one another. Damn. Oh, my God. My fault. Michigan State and Kentucky, like I said. Now, we're going to start off with Michigan State because they lost. Number one team in the country lost first game, but it's okay because the second against the second ranked team. It is what it is. Shit happens. Now, they only really have Winston as their team, as their um, as their main candidate. Now, I'm sorry, Cassius Winston. Let me get let me put some respect on that boy's name because he is the preseason Wooden Award winner. Like everyone's rejecting him to be that dude this year, you know and I mean, he's a senior, averaging 21 points, four assists. Cool, got you. But that's not overly spectacular. Like, the points is nice. The points is nice. But also, you're a senior. I'm expecting you to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, you don't get no brownie points for that. That's kind of like the preliminary, you know? Um, I need to be able to see what Michigan State can do year-round. Because let's say, for example, if Cassius Winston has a terrible night, can they rebuild? Can they bounce back off of that? And that I'm not certain of. Like I said, they are a like, they're kind of like Kansas usually. They're a more upperclassman-led team, um, well coached. Tom Izzo is a hell of a coach. They usually get to the Final Four pretty fucking recently or frequently, but it's more of a do they have the it factor like. They were great last year. Solid team. But you might lose a little bit. You know, like they kind of caught Duke by surprise a little bit. You're not going to catch teams by surprise after you beat that Duke team. You know? So can they overcome that? Now, they were not able to overcome a a Kentucky team. That that particular game was led by Maxi. Now, for those of y'all who aren't aware... Of the whole situation. Like, the boy was out there putting up stats. I mean, putting up stats, right? He was hooping, hooping. Freshman put up 26 points. I want to say like three assists or something like that. Like, the man is actually solid. However, in his encore game, put up like nine points. So, I'm not expecting him to like consistently have 25, 26 points. But at the same time... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to see Maxi. Damn, I don't know why I keep uh, forgetting these boys' first name. Tyrese. Tyrese Maxi is the guy's name. Um, and I don't think he's going to be... A, I don't know if he's going to be a consistent 25-point-per-game scorer. Like, I don't, I don't think we're going to get that, right? I think maybe the 15 area, maybe you can do that. But also, you got to remember, too, he's not starting. Like, you have... Mind you, he's a freshman. 
at guard. They have Emmanuel Quickly and Ashton Hagens. Finally got the first names down, right? <laughs> um, they got them, as, and they're sophomores. And they're starting. And they are actually producing at the rebound and assist level, not only at the points. Also, averaging either one steal plus, and both are averaging like two blocks, or that's vice versa. But either way, they're both, they're, both of those starters are contributing all around. So, I can see Maxi Tyrese is his first name. I can see him being a um, like a six man, maybe like a, a Lou Will. You, everyone needs a Lou Will, right? Everyone needs a bucket off the bench because if your bench ain't working, you're that's just put more pressure on your starting five. So I think Maxi can go at that level. Um, Kentucky does seem scary. I think their their kryptonite is per usual their youth. However, this nine they're not that young. It's kind of a little spread out. So it's going to be interesting at this Kentucky team. They have some bigs that can rebound and score. They have some quality guards. So essentially, they have five players who can do well. Like, who can all score double digits on the floor. And they don't necessarily have to start. You see what I'm saying? So, like, Kentucky actually looks pretty damn impressive. Like, it's going to be interesting to see how they go later on in the in, in the season. Now, I got to give a little shout-out to... UNC though because they could very well have the number one draft pick on their team in Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony is a nice little point guard freshman um, and the boy has been hooping hooping. I mean hooping hooping. He put up 34 points in his 34 points in his freshman in his freshman debut game. Alright now that's a that's a Tar Heel, that's a UNC Tar Heels record in debut games for freshmen. Um, it's crazy how they keep all these stats up, by the way. But um, it's kind of cool. And he's like either tied for fourth or third on the list of all-time freshmen in scoring. Like in terms of like, the, in, terms of like in, in one game. And he's trailing Psycho T, Tyler Hansbro, for, for those of y'all who don't know who that is. The crazy white boy who... Got hit by Gerald Henderson. He's not in the league anymore, but he was a whole problem when he was at UNC. Um, had a little stint in, um, on the Pacers. And Harrison Barnes. That was like 40-point games. And then I think he tied with Kobe White last year for 34. That's not bad company whole time. Like Kobe White is in the NBA getting a bucket. Tyler Hansbrough is an All-American. And Harrison Barnes is the whole-time champion and was the number one uh, player in high school, number eight draft pick, went to the Warriors. Like I said, he built his way up to, to a champion and is now a quality veteran. Like, he could actually play on a contending team and be a quality role player, a quality starter. I don't want to say role player, that's very demeaning. But that's pretty damn good company. And Cole Anthony is about to have the green light of green lights. I'm talking about, like, he's going to have the green light to do whatever the hell he wants to. Like, like dollar dollar bill green light. I'm talking Steph green light. I'm talking Black Lantern green light. Shout out to all my anime fans out there or all my DC lovers out there. If you watch the show, you might catch that. But yeah, like UNC, it, pretty much if you stop Core Anthony, you stop UNC more than likely. The problem is this man is actually nice. So how do you stop UNC? Like that's going to be interesting as the season progresses. Are they going to be able to develop with him having that green light? Tune in, find out next time. Memphis. Alright, so like at this point, 
I don't know what to say. Like, Memphis actually looks pretty damn impressive, right? They got um, James Wiseman, and he was the number one player out of high school coming out. The man is actually pretty freaking impressive. Like, he put up 28 points, 12 rebounds, and three blocks. Now, how do you kind of combat that? You know, like, how, how do you kind of hurt the team? Oh, it's easy. You find some way to get the man suspended. As the NCAA has done. Like, apparently Penny Hardaway, who is the team's coach, gave James Wiseman's team or family eleven and a half uh, stacks, eleven half thousand dollars to move. Alright? Now the NCAA deemed that as he was a booster and they're trying to make James Wiseman ineligible. Now Memphis allowed him to play. And they put like a a restraining order or not a restra- they put like a restraint on the NCAA's decision to get to buy them some more time. And they said they've been upfront with the dealings between like, you know, Penny and and and, and, and James and whatnot. So that one's gonna be interesting to see. Cause like I said, they're nice actually. Like they have a little freshman out there, Boogie Ellis. Personally, fuck him. Cause he uh went to my Duke Blue Devils, and then his ass rescinded his offer once he saw that Trey Jones was not going to leave. You didn't like a little competition because you actually could have taken Goldwire's spot to keep it a buck with you, or Alex O'Connell's spot to be honest with you, if you could score as well as you've been doing thus far. I mean, the man's putting up what 15 points on 53% shooting all around that's field goal and three pointers. Like, come on, dog, we could have used that, but you want to be a little bitch. And, and run because you thought you was going to have to play for position. Like that that could have been your team next year too. You could have got the same shine on Duke squad. Off the bench. Easy. Especially if you're hooping like that. So Memphis is going to be interesting to see. Uh, they're going to be ha- it's going to be very dis- sad if James Wiseman is not able to play actually. Also, I want to give a quick little shout out to Georgia. Uh, they have a top three player on their team and Anthony Dave and I'm sorry, Anthony Edwards. Now, Anthony Edwards is a nice little guard. Um, he's averaging 24 points, nine rebounds, three assists, and four fucking steals. Oh, and Pete, he's averaging 44% from the field, but 57% from the three. So the boy can score. The boy can score. All right, and he's young too. Say he's a freshman. You might have some props. You might have some problems with this one. Like, he's a nice physical guard, attacks, can shoot. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm hyped already about March Madness. I just want to see Cole Anthony potentially go up against Anthony Edwards. That's lit. Like, they are projected number one and number two draft picks. I think Melo Ball could go number one. But that's just me. Those two players right there going up against one another and they're at the same position... That'll be a that'll be a beautiful ass game. I swear to God. Oh, and real quick, you need to watch out for Louisville because them boys actually seem nice, nice. Like as a team, I won't even talk about it right now because I don't. That, that that it just seems like it could get too in depth. I want to give it a little more time, but they are low key scaring me considering the fact that they are in the ACC, as is Duke. 
These might be some good games, ladies and gentlemen. I'm excited as hell. Alright, so we're going to talk a little halftime. I'm doing some quizzes, right? I'm, and, and, and pretty much what the quiz is going to do is if you're able to guess, whoever gets the most answers correct on the quiz will be able to get a nice little $50 gift card, right? Um, I'm saying that now because you have to pay attention to the episodes as well as the stories. I would say post, but I always post my stories. I always like put the posts on the stories. So I'm just letting you guys know, please continue to listen. Um, be attentive and just remember key moments. Cause you know, you, you can always refer back to these episodes if you want to, to find the answer. I mean, there will be a time limit on these, on this quiz. Yes. But, um, you know, if you're listening, if you're being attentive, you should be able to get the stuff. I'm not going to make it OD hard. Like, Oh, what did I say on episode 12 of, Two minutes and thirty-two seconds. Nothing that stupid, but like it'll be, it'll it should be challenging. So I just want to say that out there, you know, for halftime. Um, hope you guys enjoy that, and we'll get right back to the show. All right, so now the halftime's over. I'm gonna give y'all a quick little update, right? I went to the Cavs Wizards game live. I'm talking about your man was sitting on Colts side, and I do feel like I could actually get a little bucket out there, you know, like. I wish I was able to hoop out there, dog. Damn. But no, nah, it was a good it was a good environment, good atmosphere. Um it was a good game. I did like surprisingly, I liked how I like Darius Garland and uh Colin Sexton's games mesh well. Garland's more of the facilitator, the playmaker, and Sexton's really the scorer. So like they both can score, they both can playmake, but they're kind of learning which one's doing which one better. So I like that. And then also the Wizards. The Wizards are they need more shooting. Uh, I like Thomas Bryant. Of course, I like Bradley Beal. Isaiah Thomas is a quality six-man type role. Like, they have their Lou Williams, I think, personally. Um, once they get John Wall back and they can get him healthy, I love Rui Hachimara and how he's developing. The, the Wizards are not seeming like that bad of a team. Like Their rebuild might not necessarily need to be a rebuild. We know Bradley Beal can carry the team decently. Um, John Wall will still be somewhat solid. So that's going to be a pretty damn good year. Um, I can't wait to see what the Wizards actually might turn into. And I did, I did not think I would say that. I did not think I would say that. Side note: Kevin Love should be traded somewhere because he did not. He does not need to be on the Cleveland Cavaliers much longer. The man is actually nice, nice. All right, I'm, I've been a fan of him since his high school days. Will he rank like number four? Like he went to UCLA. I would love to see Houston snag him. Personally, if they can keep Clint Capella too, then that's a tough ass lineup. I mean, I don't know too many teams that can rock with that. Hell, they could also they could probably be do a uh, two man lineup with James Harden and Clint Capella, and then Russell Westbrook and Kevin Love. I would love to see that. Ooh, Houston would be nice, nice. But nah, um, off the off the live game joint. Um, best teams thus far. I like the Clippers, the Sixers, the Lakers, the Heat, and the Bucks. Reasons being, they seem the most dominant. Like, they appear to be the best teams in the NBA. Those will probably be the teams that we'll see in the Western and Eastern Finals. One, like two of these teams are going to go to the are going to go to the finals. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm saying that right now. Like, we're going to see this in in there. It has to because 
each team has a dominant superstar and a quality supporting cast. The only thing that can fuck this up for them is injuries. I think the chemistry for every team on this on that on that list is quality right now. Even the Lakers. Even the Lakers. So I think that's what we're gonna be looking at. Um, the second tier for me would be the Pistons. Surprisingly, like DeAndre Drummond is looking like a fucking animal. And then that means you can just bring Blake Griffin on slowly. And mind you, he's a decent three-point shooter now. So that's interesting. You got the Blazers. Boston, which I thought they were going to take a dip. But surprisingly, they're still in the second tier for me. You got the Raptors. They're on the lower end of that second tier, but they're still there. I like Siakam. I really do. Um, I'm putting the Rockets there based on potential. But if I did production, they're not on that list right now. Can't be. They look ass. And it's really shocking, too, that they look so terrible. Like, I knew defense might take a hit, but damn. I'm still upset that they gave up 158 points to the Wizards. Mind you, again, I just saw them play. They should not have dropped a buck 58. In four quarters? In a whole 48 minutes, they dropped. Okay. So maybe I damn I might I might take them yeah they may have to go off the second tier just because just because but yeah that's my list in terms of the best teams thus far um I do think there will be surprise though there will be some surprises in the east and west Golden State of course is out of the playoff hunt now um we all know that so that west is going to be interesting the bottom part and then the east honestly like I could see a team like the Hawks slipping in somewhere trying to sneak into like that three to fifth spot. They're not careful. I mean, Trey Young looking pretty good. He looked pretty smooth. Speaking of like Trey Young, let's get to like the new like the up and coming all stars, right? Like and when I say up and coming all stars, I'm thinking like within the next one, I'll give it three. No more than four, but I'm really thinking one to two, right? And when I'm really talking one to two when I'm making these, when I'm stating these names. Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Carl Anthony Towns, a.k.a. Big Cat, um, Brandon Ingram, D'Angelo Russell. I get, he was already an all-star, but I don't, I want him to be like an, a, a voted all-star. Not like they reserve that got brought on because someone was injured. So that's the reason I have him up there. But he's already an all-star. I just want to clarify that. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Zach Levine, Pascal Siakam, Darian Fox, Marvin Bagley, Zion, of course. Uh, barring all these are barring injury. RJ, maybe you could say two. I'm really thinking more three to four. But oh, DeAndre Ayton, if he's drug free, like I, those names are actual are, are going to be the all stars of the future. Like the boys are putting up quality points. They seem decent. Like. We're going to see them along with a mix of talent that we have thus far in All-Stars. Um, we're going to see them kind of take way and be the new phase of the game. You know how Braun and Melo and them kind of came into the league. And you saw Paul Pierce and, and Kobe and KG and Ray Allen and, and, all the, and AI and all them boys kind of just fizzle out over time. That's what we're seeing. Now. That history is repeating itself. So we're getting back to the to the beginning days, right, of that new generation, and those are the names we're gonna see. They are going to be the the new all stars. So I'm excited. 
I am tremendously excited. Like, I don't even know which one is going to be the better prospect out of all these players. Like, low-key, it could be Zion. It could be Aiton. It could be Luka, Trey, Cat, or Ingram. I think those would be my first picks. Um, Siakam, maybe. I would love to say Levine, but I don't think he has it in him. He has it in him. I don't think he has, like... I don't think his talent is going to surpass those those bigs, those wings that I just made, that I just stated because, they, or even the guards, because hell, they have more, they produce better. Sorry, like, and they have skill. It's tough. Yeah, they got, yeah, the, yeah. That that's the wave. That's the new wave, y'all. That's the wave. All right, and so load managing, load managing. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's actually kind of smart. Um, at the end of the day, you're human. So we don't need to sit up there and, and let you be Superman. Like, if you're hurt, you don't need to play. Because we're investing $30 million into these players nowadays. Like, you know how much you know how much things you can get with 30 mil? Hell, you give me 300000 we good. Like, we Gucci. Like, and, 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 you, and we're complaining because they're not playing every freaking game. Like I don't care if Kawhi doesn't play against the clip against the uh, the Cavs. I don't, because like to be honest with you, it's not that the Cavs are really relevant anymore. Like, who cares if he plays against the the Hornets? Only reason why is if Jordan himself suited up and got his ass on the court. Only then would we care to see Kawhi play. So. This load management thing, it's smart. The players get injured. Like, they're tired. They need to rest. Like, you produce better if you consider them get a little extra rest. And you really need to save yourself for the playoffs. Like, case in point, James Harden. Probably his ass could have load managed a little, a little more. A lot more. Because he got tired at the end. And you could see it. He was visibly tired. That was the same thing that happened to Kobe. When we had the bum-ass Lakers with Chris Mim starting and Luke Walton and uh, what's the boy's name? Oh, oh Kwame Brown and, and, and Smush Parker. The man got tired. And mind you, that was more physical back then. So you got to load manage. It's smart on the players, thus making it smart for the organization. You can easily or you can have a better chance at securing a championship. Just ask the Raptors. Just ask them. You want to have a good culture you can always rebuild a team the most difficult part of that though in an organization promise you is the culture because the culture starts from top down so if your top is some shit guess what it's going to be trashed all the way down too but we're going to see Kawhi, Embiid, Giannis, Braun, AD, if, if the Pacers are smart, Oladipo, KP, Chris Alperzingas, uh, Blake Griffin, and Jokic, all load managed. Those are the only players I think that deserve to really load manage. Maybe Cat, but I don't think Cat's too young to really load manage right now, you know? Um, unless he has like a problem, like an ailment or something like that. But those, those are the only players I can genuinely see that really need to load manage. And of course, next year, you know, you got KD, Steph, and Clay. They need to load manage as well. Um... Damn, it's such a good time to watch NBA. Woo, boy. Matter of fact, college basketball is on right now. I'm going to turn off 
I'll hit y'all with the ending. Now, um, thank y'all for listening. I really do appreciate the love and support. I, I really, truly do. You guys have been wonderful thus far. Um, continue to listen. Continue to su- subscribe. Please share the, uh, the Instagram page. Please share the audio post. You know, tell your friends. Uh, as Bobby Smooth said, tell your mamas. You know, like, tell everybody. You know, just get the word out there. You know, I'm trying to, you know, trying to keep growing. And if you got any suggestions, any critiques, I'm down to listen to that too. I'm always trying to get better. So, again, thank you all for the love and support. I appreciate you. Peace. Yeah, that was good.